Sit down, chill, and relax, because you're here with T.C. Mason, tuning in for another episode of Spike to Lemonade. Sip, reflect, and chill. So, I was this day's old when I realized that I was actually black in my neighborhood. I was actually an African-American woman walking in my neighborhood. Not just a woman walking, but an African-American, a black woman walking in my neighborhood. And I know you're probably like, what? What do you mean you was just stay so when you realized that you were actually black? Well, sometimes you just go about your day living life and... You know, your ethnicity isn't at the forefront of your existence, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, I'm just walking in the neighborhood. I'm a woman. I'm chilling. But this one time, well, actually, now that I think about it, it was two occasions. But I guess um, this most recent occasion, which happened, uh, I think, sometime last week, uh, had me thinking it was the first time, but it wasn't. Because now that I think about it in March of 2020, you know, that's when the COVID-19 pandemic really started ramping up and we realized like, Oh, okay. You know, Donald Trump was like playing it down, but it was really, really a big thing. And so that's when we started to get the mandatory stay at home orders. We started to put all these things in effect and like the uh, restaurants and everything, everything was dead. Everything was stopped. So you could like hear a, a pin falling. It was so quiet out in the streets because everybody was staying home following orders. But you did have permission to go outside and walk. And so that's what I would do. Me and my family, we would go out and walk. And I've been living in this neighborhood for, mm, I don't know how long, but it's been a while. It's been over five years that uh, we've been in this neighborhood. So, you know, this isn't our first time walking or <laughs> anything of the sort. So on this particular morning, I was walking with my daughter. Um, I call her Beanie. We were walking together. And this older Caucasian lady in her car, she stops me and was like, hey, do you live here? Uh... Mm. excuse me and so if you have seen me talk you know that I kind of talk with my eyebrows so they were definitely furrowed and I'm like what's happening here and you know I wasn't really paying too much attention to the lady because she uh my quick uh inventory of just like how she was dressed, and she looked like out of sorts. She had on her bathrobe. She looked like she had, like, a long night of drugs, or maybe she was lost. And I'm like, hey, um, are you lost? Like, what's happening? But she was like, yeah, I've never seen you around here before. And I'm like, are you lost? Do you, do you, you know, where is it that you're trying to go? So at that point, I'm just like, that's crazy. Especially with all the social unrest and the injustices that are going on in the world. Um, and the injustice that's going on in the world, I'm just like, that's crazy. And so that was my first experience in my neighborhood. 
of being just black and you know my daughter was there I'm like yeah being she was off and, and just kept walking I mean I deal with various uh people who have various different states of mind so my first when I'm looking at you I'm definitely in my mind like going through some little check boxes to make sure everything is okay <laughs> anywho so that was March of 2020 uh roll it forward to uh, let's say May of 2021, rolling forward, I was walking, you know, doing my normal thing. I'm walking, talking, podcasting, you know, getting things together in my mind. You know, this is my space, my opportunity to just be free, get some exercise in, kill two birds, one stone, all that good stuff. So I'm walking and one of my favorite things to do while I'm walking is just to pay attention to nature. I love looking at the trees. I love looking at the houses. Um, and then I also play this little game. <laughs> I play this little game where I try to figure out what type of family lives in a house. Does anybody else do that? When they see certain people, they just like, I wonder. So, think, you know, just looking at their decor of their house like if it's plain or if it's more festive um I just try to figure out who they are so when I'm doing that you know I'm walking I'm trying to figure that out but on this particular occasion I was walking and I noticed that there was something on somebody's mailbox or something had fallen off um and it would have been an easy pickup to just put it in the mailbox. It would have been an easy, no-brainer, you know, neighborhoodly thing to do. Neighborly, not neighborhoodly, but neighborly thing to do. And so I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, okay, I'm going to just go pick this up. But then immediately, let me tell you, immediately once I had that thought, it was like, no, you can't do that or don't do that because, one, I didn't have my phone. During this walk, I didn't have my phone in during this walk, so I couldn't take a picture of, oh, this was on the ground. I'm not stealing anything out of anybody's mailbox. That was my first thought. Two, my regular attire for walking is normally a hoodie, leggings, and a little headscarf. So not only am, do I not have my camera, but I'm also, I'm black, I'm a woman. I look youthful. I have on a black hoodie. All the things that could really make a situation uh, worse. And so in that moment, I'm like, dang, oh my goodness, I didn't realize just me walking and seeing something on the ground in front of somebody's yard, I had a chance to be neighborly that immediately my automatic thoughts checked out all these boxes in my mind so that I would not put myself in a situation where I could be harmed or judged in a way. And as I was thinking about that, processing that, as I continue my walk, I'm like, man, uh, I'm black. <laughs> like not in a bad thing or a bad way, but just the thoughts that you, a black person, and I can't speak for every black person and every black person's experience is not the same. It's not a monolithic experience. I can speak for mine. And what I can say is that I was that days old in that moment when I realized how 
automatically my brain went to something. Um, it was the default. It was like, no, you can't do that. And we had talked before. We've talked before about. We've talked before about how some thoughts are automatic, and you take some of the context of the world that we live in, the experiences of your friends, your family, and it kind of shapes your actions. And so, with everything that's been going on in the world, you had. Uh, Ahmad, who was jogging and got killed. You have uh, Trayvon Martin, who was at the store with a black hoodie on. So all these things, I'm just like, man, you know, it sucks because um, there are still like a lot of people in jail for being accused of something that they didn't do. But because the justice system it's not really rooted in justice. That's just my opinion. It's not rooted in justice, but if you can afford the best attorney, then you can get off. Uh, because it's rooted in that way, I don't even want to put myself in that situation to even do all of that. I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to justify me having a fitness a fitness r- routine because somebody automatically has uh, these notions in their mind, these stereotypes about what black people do or what they don't do and whatever ideas that they automatically have in their brain, they're going to go with that. They're going to pull from whatever information you have. That is the most recent that is uh, just ingrained in your brain. You're going to pull from that. So they don't know that I'm a, you know, I'm a um, therapist. They don't know the things that I do, but they may have a, a negative schema about what black people do. You know, black people steal, black people do all of this or what have you. And because they have that, they're going to, they could view me through those eyes, through that landscape. And I ain't want no part of it. And I was, uh, that day's old when I realized that that's a perpetual sadness to carry of you having to be mindful of all these little things that could add up to be your demise. It was just like a perpetual sadness. And I was like, man, oh man, oh man, I just realized I'm black in my neighborhood. Because I would not pick up something, something that I would normally do. I wouldn't pick it up to fix somebody's mailbox because I did not have my phone to videotape the before and after. <laughs> like, hey, I'm not stealing your mail. I'm just trying to help out. But yeah. So when people... Um, sometimes talk about the black experience uh, and they don't understand, oh, you know, there is a, what do they say, a level playing field. They don't understand all of the <sighs> microaggressions, all of the things that may be experienced by people of color. I say... Everybody's experience is different. (laughs) You know, everybody doesn't have the same experience. But if you're open to talk to people and you're genuinely interested in their experience and how they are affected, it could promote so much change. But it first starts with the willingness to be open. And it also starts with people being willing to share And, yeah, we're going to get more into that at some point, I'm sure. Um, But I just wanted to say 
you know, I was just that days old when I figured out that um, I have some automatic thoughts of protection as it concerns being an African-American living in this world, given all the circumstances that have led to a lot of people who are my color have led to their demise. You can go as far back as somebody whistling in Emmett Till, whistling at a lady. And my God, the way that his body was dismembered, made into luggage. And the fact that people are still shooting up signs <laughs> that um, mention things of the sort. People are still, you know, tagging, uh, tagging uh, walls you know, saying hateful slurs or leaving nooses in people's yards or not even just leaving nooses, leaving a full body attached to a noose hanging from public trees in 2020. That happened in 2020 that, you know, that started to happen. And that's nothing new. That had been happening for uh, for so long, you know, it's rooted in that type of history. So I just encourage everybody to be open, uh, to talk to one another, to share your thoughts and your feelings about everybody's experiences, you know? But yeah, I was that days old when I realized that I'm black in my neighborhood and me being black in my neighborhood requires deeper thought. Um, it requires for me to be knowledgeable about other things before making certain actions. Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of the Spike Lemonade Podcast with your girl, health and happiness strategist, T.C. Mason. Join in on the conversation and don't miss another episode. Subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a review. And if you really want to get in on the Spike Lemonade Conversations, Suggest some topics, some guests, even a situation of the day. And you can email us at lemondrop at spikedlemonade.live. Again, we want to hear from you. Email us at lemondrop at spikedlemonade.live. Catch your next episode. Peace and lemons.